Welcome to Talking Special Needs, a PTI Nebraska podcast, helping families of children with disabilities and healthcare needs to develop advocacy skills while learning about special education, healthcare systems, and other topics that affect families' lives. I'm Sharon Elliott, and I'm the Young Adult Outreach Coordinator for PTI Nebraska, and I'm joined here today with Lupe Stevens from Nebraska VR. Lupe is the Program Director for Transition at Nebraska VR in Kearney. She has worked for Nebraska VR for 16 years. She's got a lot of experience working with young adults. Today we'll be talking about VR services in school, who they are, what they do, and most importantly, how they can benefit our young adults. We will also be discussing adult VR services and what the difference between the two programs are in terms of services available and qualifications for applicants. Our hope is that you will gain a deeper understanding of this free resource available to people with disabilities. So let's get started. Hi, Lupe. Hi, Sharon, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you again for joining me. Absolutely. I read about Nebraska VR's mission, and I just wanted to read it here today for everybody. The mission is to help people with disabilities prepare for, obtain, and maintain employment while helping businesses recruit, train, and retain employees with disabilities. That's a large mission. You're helping people prepare for a job, get a job, and keep the job while also working with businesses to help them find and hire people with disabilities. Lupe, can we focus on the first part of the mission, preparing for employment? Is this what you are working on with young adults? Yes, absolutely. We um, work with students that have disabilities while they're still in school, and we can provide five services to those students. It gives them an opportunity um, for the student to explore and learn. I have a lot of questions from parents who call about VR. Can you please tell us briefly what the benefit is for 14 to 21 year olds? Yeah, absolutely. I can um, first want to talk about the, the five services that we can provide to students. The first service that we can provide is called job exploration. We provide an opportunity for students with disabilities to learn about their interests and different career pathways that are related to their interests. Um, Our second service that we can provide students with disabilities is counseling on post-secondary. We provide students with information about different colleges, how college is different than high school, especially accessing accommodations at the college level. We can also discuss the training that is required for different career paths, and we help them learn about the FAFSA application process and find resources to help them complete that application. The third service is workplace readiness. This service helps students get ready for the world of work by providing them assistance in developing the work behaviors and skills they need to be employed. The fourth service that we can provide students with disabilities is self-advocacy. We provide instructions on how to ask for accommodations, whether that's at school or in the workplace. 
Um, we can also help them learn about the IEP process and about their disability. And finally, the fifth service is work-based learning experience. So some of the activities that we can provide to students is we can help them set up a work site tour or a job shadow. We can also help them set up an informational interview with an individual that is maybe working in a career field that they have an interest in to just help them learn more about the job and the career and the preparation that that person took um, to become employed in that area. Another service under work-based learning experiences that we provide is a paid or an unpaid work-based learning experiences. Those usually happen over the summer, but they can happen um, like after school and on weekends. And that is where we assist the student in setting up a work experience at a business. So the business allows them to work there and to learn about the different jobs there and and be able to um, learn those skills. And VR pays their wages while they are um, while they're working there. Um, we also can provide an unpaid work experience to just um, usually we help with unpaid work based learning experiences so they don't affect like the family's benefits and stuff. Um, so th those are the five services that we can provide. It sounds like you guys are busy with a lot of services that you're offering. How do you how do you determine which services for which students? Is it does every student get all of those services or is it catered to individuals? We usually attempt to try to provide services on an individual basis. Um, we can provide um, services um, to a group of students and we do that at times, but the majority of our work we do with individuals and just in talking with them and seeing what their needs are and their interests, that's kind of where we start. Um, we have students that kind of have a really good idea about what they want to do. And so maybe it's more working on college and where they want to go to college and what college is like. Otherwise, you know, we might have a student that has um, never worked before. So kind of talking to them about you know, how to fill out a job application or where to look for a job. So it just depends on what the student's need is. And who provides VR services? What training or backgrounds do the staff have? So for the pre-employment transition services are individuals that would have a bachelor's degree. And um, that's a level of ed education that we have for those at least a bachelor's degree. Some have a master's level. And those individuals are um, called pre-employment transition service coordinators. And so they go out to the schools and work with the students. We want to meet with that student on a monthly basis and just maintain that contact while they're in that service. And you mentioned this pre-employment transition services. Is that the same as VR? Well, we actually have two programs. We have pre-employment transition services and those for individuals um, that are in high school still that have a disability or just kind of looking and, and doing exploring and stuff and maybe don't have a job goal in mind. VR services is for individuals and it's more individualized and we provide more services. And so when a student or a person is ready to kind of do more and look at more individualized services, then we can provide VR services for them. Um, there's actually an application that they have to fill out and apply for and meet the criteria to be eligible for the VR services. Thank you. 
I've gotten some calls from parents of high schoolers who aren't connected yet with VR or the pre-employment transition services in their school. What can those parents do to request services? One of the first steps that they can do is talk. If the student has an IEP or 504, talk to the CAT case manager that is um, in charge of that IEP or 504. Um, and they can refer their student to VR services or to pre-employment transition services. Parents can also go on to our website. It's www.vr.nebraska.gov. And um, there's a tab and under schools, under the schools tab, it has the pre-employment transition service specialist name for each one of the schools in Nebraska. And if you click on their name, it'll go to the office and provide you with the contact information for the office that that coordinator works at. And you'll be able to contact them and talk with them and start the referral process. That's nice that that's available. All right. Another question. Who qualifies for pre-employment transition services? So pre-employment transition services are available for students ages 14 to 21 in an educational program that have a disability. So individuals 1421 usually have an IEP or 504. Um, so those individuals would be eligible for our pre-employment transition services, but they don't necessarily have to have an IEP or 504. So they could have some other disability or some other impairment like diabetes or a mental health diagnosis. And those students would also be eligible for our services. They would just need to be in an educational program. And so educational program, high school, middle school, um, an alternative school program. Um, they can also be involved in like Job Corps at YRTC or at homeschooled. So they just have to be in some sort of educational program to be eligible for our program. And what happens to pre-employment transition services if a student graduates at 18 and goes into an educational program such as taking college courses? So an individual that um, graduates and is still in an educational program like college, they're still eligible for pre-employment transition services. So we can still provide those five services to that student. But we would also talk to them about applying for our VR services program, and they would have the opportunity to apply for our services. A lot of times at that time, they're needing more individual services, more supports, and so we could uh, have them apply for our VR services. Okay. And the students that continue through transition programs through their schools till through the 18 to 21 program, what would their pre-employment transition services continue? Yes. Um, those services can continue until the, the age of 21. What about the students who graduate and don't go into educational programs? Okay, so those students, um, we would want to talk to them and provide them information about our VR services, and we can have them apply for services at, at that time. Those services can help individuals with employment and help them to kind of figure out what career path they want to take and then um, help them with um, job placement and just help them continue following them and providing services to them after they have the employment until they are stabilized and, and feel comfortable in their job. And then we would exit out. 
How about work-based learning? I heard you talk about work-based learning experiences. How are those arranged? So um, we have individuals in our offices. They're called business account managers. Um, BAMs is what we call them for short. And they help us a lot. Um, Their main role is to work with employers and find out what their needs are. And if we have a student that is interested in and looking at a work-based learning, whether that it's a paid, unpaid, or, you know, a job shadow or something like that, we could um, contact that BAM in our office and they would help us find out what opportunities are in the area to help them set, you know, so that we can set something up for that student. What about students that have more complex disabilities and challenges? Um, Students with complex needs, are able to receive pre-employment transition services like any other student. We do provide the services at the level that the student um, would need. And so we would just provide services to them, those same five services that we provide everybody else, we could provide to that student. I think that a lot of times if we start working with those students at the age of 14, that is really helpful. Um, It just provides us more time to work with that student on those five services. Mm-hmm. So the earlier, the better. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that helps. Who should parents or students contact if there's a problem with their VR services or pre-employment transition services? So parents can contact um, the office director in the office that the VR service coordinator works in, or they can call the CAP, which is the Client Assistance Program, and they're there to assist clients with any questions that they may have or concerns that they have. The number for the Hotline for Disability Services is 402-471-0801 or 1-800-742-7594. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Is there anything else you would want to share about pre-employment transition services available in the transition years before we switch gears and talk briefly about adult VR? I just think that it's really important to to assist our students with disabilities in planning for the future. And I think the first step is with pre-employment transition services. You know, I think of it as kind of a funnel. We kind of help students look and explore kind of in a large way with a lot of information. And then we start narrowing it down as the years go by to help them kind of figure out what that next step is after high school. Yeah, that sounds really important. So how about adult VR? Let's face it, all these parents of students in transition age will soon be parents of adults and need to know the difference in the programs. I know you've mentioned, we've kind of, you know, mentioned it briefly here and there in this this call about adult VR, but what services are available under adult VR versus the pre-employment? With adult services or VR services, we kind of look at the individual and kind of what they're needing. Um, And so, you know, you might have an individual come in and they're not really sure on kind of what their job goal is. So we can help them look at their strengths, look at their interests and help them kind of understand what the labor market is in their area and help them come up with a job goal. So that would be one of the first things that we could do with the individuals, just kind of help them figure out what they want to do. And then we help them meet their job goal, whatever that is. We develop a job goal with them. 
and we help them achieve that job goal. And so that could be helping with training, um, post-secondary school, something like that. We can help with tuition, just helping them prepare for whatever job goal that they have. We also can help them with employment as far as obtaining employment. So, you know, if they need help with uniforms or work clothes, stuff like that, you know, we're all the time that we're working with them, looking at, you know, what are the barriers for that individual to work and and achieve their job goal. And so we're helping them kind of identifying the barriers and then help them with those barriers too, so that there are no longer barriers for them. So whatever that looks like. We also have individuals talking with businesses and finding out what their needs and kind of we can help them with job placement. So we would help them with the job application and interview skills. Or, you know, we've even like helped them with the interview process by, you know, going with the individual to the interview and helping them answer those questions, explaining what their needs are, things like that. So kind of whatever they need as far as those services go. And then once they have a job offer and they start working, we can also help them with, you know, modifications to their work site. So, you know, if they need, um, maybe they're an individual that has um, a injury or something and they need, um, and they can't sit for very long. So they need a desk that kind of raises up so they can stand and sit at the, at the desk. You know, we could provide that or a special chair. Or, you know, maybe it's an individual that needs stuff read to them so that we can help them get software to help them so that they have something that can read to them. So it's just, it really varies depending on the person. It's really individualized to kind of look at what they need and we can help provide those services to them. Sounds Um, like, again, a really large scope of individualization and things available. Yes, it is. You mentioned about a different qualification for that program. What kind of qualifications does does somebody need to receive VR services? An individual needs to have a disability or impairment. It, you know, it could be a physical, mental, intellectual, emotional, or learning disability. And there's three criteria. They need to have that impairment and it has to be an, an impediment to employment. So something that is causing them problems or difficulties with the job or jobs in the past. They need to be able to benefit from VR services. So just show that these are the services that they need to benefit. And then they are required services. So we need to be able to show that the VR services are needed for that individual to reach successful employment. And when should somebody apply for VR? So at any point in time that they're wanting um, assistance, yes, definitely apply for those services. Is there an age range? Absolutely not. So at any point in time, anybody can apply for um, VR services. I guess we would just look at their ability to work. So whenever they're able to work, that's when we would, um, they could apply for services, but there's not an age limit as far as how old they can be. We can work with anybody. Okay, that's good to know. And then how does somebody apply? Um, So they would just contact our office. We would provide them with an orientation. So whatever office is closest to them, they can also get on our website um, and kind of look at what office that would be closest to them. Um, They would have all the contact information for addresses and stuff. 
um, we would sit down and do an orientation with them and let them know about VR services and explain it and then have them. And then they would have the opportunity to apply for services, fill out an application. And then usually we would need um, some sort of records, whether they're medical records or school records to um, verify that they have that impairment or disability. And then we could move forward. And the students that are already receiving the pre-employment services in the in the school setting, are they going to be funneled into these VR program or or will they need to separately apply? So they'll need to apply for the VR services at that time when they're needing those individual services. We have conversations with the students that are getting ready to graduate about VR services and give them that opportunity to apply. We can utilize um, the the MDT and the IEP that the student has to help with determining eligibility, but may still need to get some medical records too, also, just depending on what their disability is. I think that pretty much covers, unless, do you have anything else you want to add about VR or pre and No, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk with you and talk about VR services. And, you know, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out and contact me. Oh, I thank you. I think this podcast is going to be a wealth of information for families and students and parents and uh, professionals about VR and this process because it, it can be confusing for families. You know, what you guys do it. So I guess your scope is so large that it's maybe hard to understand you know exactly what it is that you're doing because you're doing many things. Yes, and I understand two, that. And two different programs. And so I appreciate you coming and clearing it up for us and be using this podcast for many years. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Special Needs, a PTI Nebraska podcast. If you would like more information on today's topic or other special needs topics, please go to www.pti-nebraska.org. Until our next podcast, Internet Families Remember, chaos is our normal.